Welcome to Change Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. I'm your host, first-class life mentor and certified profiting from your passions coach, Kate Fessler. My guest today is Chris Miller. As a certified senior advisor, estate planning coach, and legacy wealth strategist, Chris Miller helps people achieve their retirement financial goals. Known as the money maestro, Chris is celebrated by audiences nationwide as a thoughtful, engaging, and generous teacher who speaks about financial freedom, second chances, and how to thrive in an uncertain economy. Her mother's 10-year battle with cancer led her to share what she's learned through helping people develop their financial plans and living trusts. Her best-selling book, Ready for Pre-Retirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future can help you develop a clear, successful retirement plan today so you can enjoy the lifestyle you desire in your golden years. Chris is also a talented singer-songwriter with several prestigious songwriting awards and a number one hit song in the USA and Europe. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here, Kate. Let's go back to the beginning. Tell me about your mother's battle with cancer and how that affected you. Oh, boy. Well, I'll never forget the day when she came up to me and she had this paper in her hand and she said, you might want to share this with your clients. And I looked at her face and she had these big tears in her eye. And I go, what, Mom? And I looked at the paper and it was a bill from Stanford Hospital for five days of chemo. Guess how much it was? started out as a paralegal. Was that for an estate planning attorney or is that how you began learning about living trusts and the other things you teach people about? Yes, I literally started out as a volunteer and went to retirement centers and I started making living trusts. And I was in this room with an attorney. I wasn't working for him. I was independent. And there was a little lady there. Mm. She had no money, but she had a house. This is 25 years ago. No money, a house. She needed a living Mm. trust. He's going to charge her $5,000 for this trust. There again, my life was changed. I went, you know what? This is not right. I know how long it takes to make a trust. And so I decided that I was going to make it easy for the average person to get a trust affordable. Back then, again, it changed my life. And I started helping people get their living trusts and do their estate planning affordable, to be empowered so they understand what's going on. So that's how I started was making living trusts. And you know what, Kate, they literally had to create a new designation for us in California. 
I'm one of the first people because back then, remember, 25 years ago, you people were under the impression that only an attorney can do a trust. And oh, literally, yes. li- right? <laughs> and but living trusts have been around since the Middle Ages. They're nothing new. That's one of the secrets that I talk about in my book. They're not secrets. They just don't tell people about it. So I, I committed to make getting this information out there. So I was one of the first people in Southern California to do workshops between living trust. What is a living trust? What's a will? And and then all of a sudden it started a fad. So they created a designation called a legal document assistant. I'm sort of like one step up from a paralegal. In other words, I do everything that an attorney can do but talk in court. And mm. so I create them for, you know, I create, I've created over 6,000 living trusts in 25 years. Thank God I've never had a problem. They work just fine. I make them for, I make them for attorneys, make them for Citibank. You know, I make, I've done them all over the country. So everybody really needs one. And a, and a good trust has other documents in it, like powers of attorney for financial and health care, things we need when we're living guardianships for minor children. A lot of people think, oh, mom and dad go out to dinner, right? Who's going to take care of the kids if mom and dad don't come back? Yeah. We just don't, you know, we don't think about those things when we're younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually worked back in, way back in one of my previous lives, I worked for an estate planning attorney and I remember doing all of those things. And I also thought only lawyers could do that. <laughs> right. And then charge all that money. And and this lady, you know, literally had no money. He was still going to charge her $5,000. No money. And those that kind of attitude is what really inspired me to, to want to empower people around their money instead of, you know, just selling a product. This is, give them the understanding. So they know how to take care of it. They don't have to keep coming back to me to pay me more money. And that's how that other model is set up. You you not only have to pay them to make the trust, you have to pay them every time you email them, every time you talk to them on the phone, right? Right. So this is the idea is to empower the middle class people to get the strategies of the top 1%, things that people aren't being told. Yeah, and and that's actually that's a brilliant point, and I hope I hope everyone listening is keying in on that because I I think most people still do believe that you have to go to an attorney, and a lot of people don't have those things because they feel like they can't afford it, they can't pay the attorney to create them for them, so they just go without, which is really a bad idea. It's such a bad idea because look at what we do. We spend our whole lives, you know, way more than. A lot of people, way more than 40 hours a week, right? Money, money, working, 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 but we're not paying any attention on how to protect it, how to grow it, how to have the right paperwork to make sure if something, God forbid, happens, it goes to where you want it to go to. And in this kind of crazy world we're in, it's not an age thing anymore, right? Odd things happen to all ages. And so it's so important to make sure that you have the right paperwork to protect everything that you're working so hard for. Absolutely. So one of your titles, besides being money maestro, (laughs) is legacy wealth strategist. What does that mean? Oh, I'm just, I'm thrilled because I've helped over 6,000 clients in 25 years. No one on my watch has ever lost a dime. Wow, that's impressive. I know. I'm really proud of what I do because I own what I sell. So, you know, after, and I really didn't get it till like year 20. And then all of a sudden I kept seeing this pattern. People come to my office and they, and there's no judgment here if anybody is in these ages, right? But they start planning their retirement at 60 and 70, even 50. And mm-hmm. they've lost all these years of deferral because Everybody's busy working and taking care of kids and growing up. And so we're not taking care of our legacy. So I learned over over this time that there are literally things, mostly three things that I saw that people end up losing their money at the end of their life, either in a nursing home, in the stock market, or in probate. And mm-hmm. that's why I say three in my book, 
three secrets for safe money and a fabulous future. It's not secret. It's just not talked about. So that's, you know, legacy is to me a living legacy. It's not just the end of the life. You're going to pass everything on to your family or whatever, or your charity. This is a living legacy. You're creating your life, your business, what you're doing so you have the right paperwork that are going to take care of you at all ages. Mm. So a legacy wealth strategist not only plans your hereafter, but it plans your here and now and how you're living your legacy, how you're building your fabulous future, how you're protecting your money now from the next stock market crash coming soon, you know, all of those kinds of things. And and so it's a holistic planning, not just sell your product, have a good day, and maybe we'll never see each other again. Right. right? <laughs> yes, after I get my commission. Right. <laughs> after I get my commission. Right. And I'm getting commission even if I've never talked to you again, by the way. Right. Yes, I know. It's, right. you know, you know. Right. it's a crazy setup. So tell us, tell us about your book. It's called Ready for Pre-Retirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. And you say in the acknowledgments in the front of the book that you never really plan to write a book. What convinced oh. you to do it? I did not want to write a book. It's so much work. What's the need? And literally, I mean, the need around me, the people around me, seeing people broken, going through a few crashes and watching my clients come in and they had not done what I had told them to do and they lost money in the stock market and they're eating peanut butter and crackers. Mm -hmm. Seriously, literally. I mean, this happened in 2000, 2008. So after I saw that, I started seeing this pattern. These people, nobody's being taught. So my goal was to empower people to understand money, but I wanted to change the conversation because it's so fearful, it's so scary, and people don't want to talk about it. So I have multimillionaire clients that are no different than my clients that don't have a lot of money. They're intimidated by money, like they wouldn't even open their statements. And I go, well, why? Oh, I don't want to see how much money I'm losing. <laughs> and they're paying <laughs> a broker $750 a quarter, right? So they money. don't even right, and they don't want to look at it, and they've got millions. So it's it's an insane thing we have around money. So we're changing the conversation around money and making it healthy and happy. And so the only way I'm going to get out to millions of people is to get out, do the media. So then I sw switched my pattern to broadcast. So you know that's why I'm doing a lot of TV and radio and books and things like that. So. Lots of people can get this blessing. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk more about that in a little while. But first, tell me about your musical career. That's a pretty interesting side gig. How did that come about? Well, I've been blessed ever since I was little. Um, the gift of songwriting and singing. And so literally that morphed into, well, years ago, I was actually, um, I was like a monk, you could say. You know, I was living the life of Christ, and I was walking around in a robe, and I was downloading hundreds of songs because I had given my life in service. And during this time, I had an a cappella choir. We used to go around and sing all over the country. And next thing I knew, I got told to go to Hollywood, make a record. I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> God says, go to Hollywood, make a record. What are you talking about? You know, so literally, we went there, and uh, seven, seven white robe, bare feet, knocked on record label. This is back in the 80s. Record mm -hmm. label doors, got a record deal, you know, got did the whole thing. And um, and then I crashed and burned because I went on the ego trip and, and lost all of that. And then it was removed and then given back and started co-writing in Nashville and got a few uh, number one songs. and And it's really my heart. That's my favorite thing to do, singing praise. But I, so now I get to incorporate singing when I speak. So I might sing a song and then, you know, talk about money to just change this, the conversation instead of the boring old, let's not talk about it. Mm. Well, that sounds like fun. It is. It's so much fun, really. 
So when you write songs, do you plan to sing them yourself or do you write for a specific artist or you just, just kind of comes out of you and then you see where it goes? Well, when I first started writing songs, I could walk out and just download the whole song a cappella. And I was really mm-hmm. blessed to be able to get, I mean, literally hundreds of songs have come through me. So I was singing, I sing myself. Then um, I had a choir. I have a choir. And um, presently they go to nursing homes and sing at different places. But And we're not as active as we used to be. So then I broke off as a solo artist and was performing all over the country. And then when I went to Nashville, then it switched because Nashville is all about co-writing. You don't write okay. it by yourself. You've got to co-write. So then I would, I've had some other artists that got pitched my songs that are singing them now. So what is your number one hit? Oh, I have a couple of them. Uh, well, I had one last year. Let's see. What year was that? 2000. That was two years ago. Did I Matter? That was uh, in 2014. And then I had um, another one that was Be a Light to the World. And that one was um, a number one in the United States and in Europe. It was under the inspirational country genre. And But that's my favorite thing to do. Sometimes I wonder, like, what am I, you know, I'm all in this doing this money thing, but where am I going to serve the best? So I had to kind of let go a little bit of spending so much time doing the music because I can really help more people with this healthy money conversation. So now I'm mixing them both up again. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, it's it's always good to keep your passion in your life. But I will say right. that you are doing quite a service to people with spreading the word about these uh, about these money uh, ideas. So um, so I hope that you'll keep doing that. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I will. I definitely. I'm inspired. I'm just inspired. It's the same joy of. If I'm on stage and I be am I'm able to either sing a song, change someone's life, or here's a tip to change your life with your healthy money and what to do, it's the same joy. So I I just like to be in that position where I can serve. So those are my favorite things. Absolutely. Well, we've got to take a short break. When we come back, will your money be there when you retire? Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Welcome back to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Kate Fessler, and today I'm talking with the money maestro, Chris Miller. Chris, I love that your musical career and your financial career came together with this nickname, the Money Maestro. Thank you. I I I really like it too because I it fits what I do. I help harmonize people's finances. Oh, so I like they, that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so lots of people today are in what is called the sandwich generation, taking mm-hmm. care of elderly parents and younger kids. What advice would you give them to help ensure their bright financial future? You know, that's such a good question because, first of all, where you are the sandwich, you have the older parents, and then you have the kids coming up, and the older parents are not really dialed in. A lot of them, 
are not dialed in, not everybody, but they're not really dialed in with what they really need to be planning for. Do your parents have a living trust? Do your parents, are they protected if they go into a nursing home? Is all their money in the stock market? Their parents are 60, 70, 80. Then there they are doing the same thing that everybody else does, gambling their money. And when you get in those older ages, you can't afford to lose your money. So the things change. Every age has a different set of planning uh, map for each age. So what I do when I'm 20 is going to be way different than what I do when I'm 60. So mm-hmm. there are sets and steps for each age. So you got to you got to be your you know your parents' keeper and make sure that they've got all of those things. They've got their trust. They've got long-term care, and they have a bottom on their money. Most people aren't being told that there are safe places now, not gambling in the stock market. Really, we are already past the time of this crash that is coming, I think, pretty soon. You know, it could be the next year or two, only God knows, but it's coming. Everybody knows it. And most people's money is gambled in the stock market. And there are literally places where you can put a bottom. That's one another secret in my book that's not a secret but nobody tells you about it. And there are places where you could never lose a dollar of your money, and those are the things that I tell people about. The younger people, you know, you guys that are in your 30s and 40s, uh, I found out in my late 50s about this. I was so mad. I'm still mad. because I'm so mad that I'm telling everybody about it. <laughs> right, I'm crazy mad because if you know about it and get blessed by it, then I'll get a little goodness from it too because here's the deal. It is a way to get 100% tax-free income using life insurance. What? Now, how come I didn't know? Was I'm a planner, right? I spend mm-hmm. my time having to learn all this stuff and keep my, you know, continuing education up. But as a planner, I did not find this out till like in my 20th year of practice because it's not big money. I would make more money gambling your money in the stock market. I make money when your money sits there. I make money when I move the money. I make money when I talk to you. But these products, I only make one commission with insurance products. And i got to take care of you the rest of your life. So it's a lot of work for less money. Most brokers don't want to do it. But here's the difference between you heard the beginning part of my story. Because I had that mountaintop experience in the beginning part of my life, I came into the financial world not with a lot of greed. I didn't even realize that I could make a lot of money. It wasn't about making money. What it was is now about helping people. So what's the way that I could help people? Well, I have to sell what I own. I can't look at you, Kate, and say, oh, you need to buy this stock. But I don't want it. You know, I don't own it. <laughs> right? So I, I, this is just the way that I believe, that I have to be an integrity and alignment what what I do is just like a, running a business. You got to be in alignment with what you do, and so I own what I sell, and that way I can meet my maker and be clear. And that's my life. That's how I I handle it, and so it works really well. But these products that I'm talking about aren't really known, and brokers don't really want to push them or they'll tell you something negative, so you're you really won't look into it because. There would be less money in the stock market. And and it depends on what age you are. There's ways that you can set up. Like I had one client. She was like mm, in her late 40s. She was putting $1,000 a month in one of these insurance for income products. It's called the IUL, Index Universal Life. And there's a lot of them out there. So some, I'm not saying they're all good and they're all bad. There's some good. There's some bad. But her estimated estimated at a thousand dollars a month retiring at sixty seven, she was set to receive eighty two thousand dollars a year, a hundred percent tax free for the rest tax of free. her life. I'm telling you, like for the rest of her life. So I mean, wait a minute. Now you can see why I was kind of angry. Like, why didn't anybody tell me this? I really, that's what really made me dig deeper after a few crashes, after seeing broken clients, after losing money myself, doing Mm -hmm. some stupid stock things. I was like, what is going on here? 
oh, they're not telling us everything. They're literally using us as agents to move people's money into this Las Vegas, oops, I mean, stock market. Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny to hear you say that because I had this argument with my husband for years where I would call I would call the stock market gambling and he would argue with me and say, oh, no, there's very sound principles of investing, yada, yada, yada. Well, in the past year or so, he started to agree with me. He said, you're right. It's a gamble because you just don't know. It's being moved by forces that are completely unknown to us and out of our control. And the principles of investing that used to be true just aren't anymore. Exactly. Exactly. The days that my dad was in, my dad made a lot of money in the stock market. Those days, and, you know, he was in his 96 when he passed, so uh, a year ago. So, But when he was investing, it's way different than the kind of market that we have now. And this the, all the money grew is basically say these interest rates are going to be low for a long time. So the cost of living went from 4% to 2%. To make your money last now, you have to downsize from living at taking 4% out of your money to live to 25 mm-hmm. So, And there's no interest rates. So where when I first started... People were literally living off of their interest from their bank accounts because the interest rates were 15%. Yeah, I remember those days. You remember those days, right? When you could get a CD and you were like, wow, I'm getting like 8 or 12% or whatever it was. Right, right. And then you live off the interest and be just fine. Well, those days are over. So you have to do creative planning. And the planning is not gambling. So here's someone... And this is what really irritates me that are in their midlife and and they and and I you know I don't downsize judge anybody for whatever amount you have is whatever you have but people beat themselves up and they're not really realizing that that 401k is all at risk that IRA is probably 90% at risk in mutual funds and stocks and bonds at risk so now these bonds, you have to hold a bond for 10 years to get 2.2 today. 2.2, mm-hmm. hold it for 10 years for 2.2. Now these, let's say you had 100000 in an IRA. Well, there are literally places that you can roll your IRA out in, and they're called equity index annuities. There's good ones, there's bad ones, so you have to ask me about the good ones. But that's where I have all my my, my retirement money. And these guys, for the last 10 years, Including a crash, have made anywhere from four to seven percent tax deferred. So there you go again. There's another place where your money's growing three times as fast. You're not paying taxes on the money you're making. You're not, you know, the the taxes all stay in there, and that literally goes three times as fast. So you can create income you'll never outlive from your IRA or your 401k. Or any other, any of any accounts you have it doesn't have to be qualified money or IRA money, and hmm. so there's so there's two sets of things. So let's say you have retirement accounts or or chunks of money that you maybe have in a bank or or even in stocks that you want to double or triple. These insurance products have no market loss to them. The only cost to them are the cost of insurance that's built inside the policy. There's no sales charges, and I'm not a broker. You don't pay me a broker fee. So the costs are really low, and so is the commission, but it's better for the people. And that is more important to me than I'd rather give you something better for you than make more money on something that's bad that is is not going to help you. It is just the that's safe money. That's healthy money. Healthy money for you and healthy money for me. It's an energy, and that's what we put out into the world by the way we plan and what we do, where we put our money. So depending on what age you are, if you have chunks of money, then those are great places to grow. You can set up ones that just grow uncapped. Now, do you know what uncapped means? I mean, no. that means you catch the gains of the market without your principal risking. 
So if you put your money in one of these, say you have 100000 and you roll it into one, and tomorrow we're in the worst depression ever, guess what? You still have $100,000. Zero really? is a hero. And then if you if it goes up 3%, then it locks in. If the market goes down, you still it locks in only on the high mark. It never goes down. You never lose your principal. And in the times we're in, it's really important for people to step back, take a moment out of your life, and and look at your money. Talk to me about it. At, you know, do strategy session. You need to really pay attention right now. The world is changing very fast, and it's gonna. It's and I'm an optimist, but the world is not going to be better. <laughs> your money is going to be crashing soon. So you want to really pay attention right now. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, be, do be all fearful. But it's reality check. We're in some critical times, and people are working too hard for their money to have it all out on the table in Las Vegas. Whoops, I mean, stock market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it's interesting because after the Great Recession, you know, a lot of people lost a lot of their retirement savings. And... There, there has been an understandable reluctance from, I think, the vast majority, what they call in, in, you know, on CNBC and other places, their, quote, retail investor, which I guess is us, you know, Main Street USA, uh, to right. get back into the stock market, which unfortunately for those who stayed on the sidelines, they've missed out on this huge gain, right, That because the stock market's at an all-time high. But I believe, like you do, that um, there is a, there has, there's just, a, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I've been believing for years that there's a correction coming, that there's a crash coming, that it can't keep going up forever. Um, and I also have missed out on these gains just because I'm like, I don't trust it. Um, but, but so what should, how should people be approaching this? I mean, I, it, there's so much pressure at this point. And of course, as, what, once people like me become convinced that we have to get back in is, of course, as soon as soon as that happens, I believe, and maybe I'm paranoid or cynical or whatever, that that's when the big boys pull their money, right? Because mm -hmm. we've driven right. it up to the higher right, right, levels, right. and then they get out with the money, and we get left holding the empty bank account again. So, right. so how should people be thinking about this. Uh, I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is invest in these safer products, but what happens if we hit um, runaway inflation, which is another thing that they've been predicting for quite some time that hasn't happened? Okay. How does, so, how do these uh, things that you're right. talking about, how are they affected? Okay. I heard a couple questions inside of that one. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the first, to address the first one, which was, it was something that you said about yourself, and you put it like, well, maybe you you know you weren't being smart, but maybe you are being smart. Maybe you have an instinct about you that's saying, wait a minute, you know, we're pretty much, you know, past. We're actually two years past. You know, it corrects like seven, eight years. It's it's a mathematical equation. They got it figured out. It has an algorithm. It has a it has a pattern to it. So maybe your instincts are right, but you have never been shown that there are other ways. And literally, I could show you graphs of the kind of investments that I do that are safe compared to the ones that are in the market, that it's called sequence of returns. And when it's going up and down, by the time you get to, say, 20, 30 years down the road and you see all the jiggly up and downs on the graph and you see the straight line that's just going up with the products I use, I usually win. I win because I have, you know, lost and then get back again and lost and get back again. So I have people come to my office like, oh, my money's back to where it was in the crash. I go, oh, that's just so great. So you just lost and they've been in the market. Mm -hmm. It hasn't, it isn't, it looks fabulous because it's hit Dow 20,000. But people aren't really, I mean, most people aren't really making stellar money. Maybe they right. got back. It took them eight, nine years to get back, get back to where they were. So they lost eight or nine years of consistent, steady growth between four and seven percent. So I'd rather 
be safe, have my principles safe, and have steady, consistent growth, and I win at the end. And Mm -hmm. the money grows three times as fast than it would in those other kinds of accounts. So what people what so then the second part of your question is, you know, how would people look at that and what should they do about that? And I want to encourage everyone to to reach out to me to learn about it. Get, you know, you get my book, um, study other people. I I gave a talk in Washington D.C. to the U.S. Financial Officers Association, and these are the guys that handle the billions and trillions. And I'm talking to them. These guys know about money, right? The officers of our economy. And I said, and it was about retirement. And I said, how many of you are ready for retirement? And they like deer in the headlights, maybe 2%. Mm -hmm. I go, what's wrong with you guys? You're the Mm -hmm. government. And I was laughing, and they all laughed. Oh, we're busy taking care of other people's money. Ah. That's right. But that's what we're all doing. We're all busy taking care of our own money, taking care of our life, taking care of our kids, running, running, running. So we need to take a retirement planning holiday, meaning on your Sunday or whatever, take a, take an hour off and start to really look at what I'm talking about. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, reach out to me and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Because right now you need to get your money safe. That's priority. You need to make sure you have the right paperwork. You don't want to just believe what I'm saying. I can show you it. So then, and I, and the thing that I really like the most, Kate, is that you understand it. And then you'll go, hey, I know what's going on with my money. Because this is the other thing that drove me cro- crazy with my in my practice. The people come in and I go, okay, where's your IRA? At the bank. Or where's your 401? Oh, Morgan James. Okay, where at Morgan James? Oh, it's in an IRA. But where is it? People <laughs> don't get it. It goes back and forth. I go, but where? But it's an IRA. See, they really are embarrassed that they don't know they that don't where know. their money is. And then they say, well, it's in an IRA. And it's in some sort of, you know, it's in stocks or something. I'm not really sure. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of like, and the, there's no there's no shame for not knowing. You weren't taught. So people don't have to feel, beat themselves up and get, you know, all judgmental about it because you just weren't taught. So let's get on with it. Let's move forward, learn about it, and then get empowered and learn the things that you're not being taught. So then you could do the right thing with all this energy called money that you've spent growing and protect it. Yeah. And make it now, last, outlive you, Right. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice, right? It's better for your money to outlive you than for you to outlive your money. Exactly, exactly. Yes, perfect. Now, I teach people how to create one or more streams of income to support the life they want to be living, especially in their retirement years when they have dreams of leaving behind the commute and stress of a job they may not even like so they can travel and spend more time with family. In your book, you urge people to leverage their skills and talents into income and rightly point out that they could be getting paid for things they're already doing for free. What advice would you give to someone who feels like asking people to pay them for the things that come so easily to them just doesn't seem right? Oh, that's a good one. A good one for me because I wanted to give everything away myself because I didn't really realize the value of what I had until I went out in the world and saw that there wasn't anybody doing what I was doing and how how the value of what I had it was worth. In other words, if I didn't tell you what I know, you could go talk to someone else and end up burning, crashing and burning because you weren't being told the truth. So mm-hmm. that was literally my responsibility. In other words, we've all been given gifts. And those gifts are not only to help our lifestyle, but it's also to help others. And in the world we're living in now, you need to create more streams of income. You need more than your eight-to-five job. You need mm-hmm. something to, to to transition from when you leave your eight-to-five job, like I did when I was in my 50s. I could have retired in my 50s, but it, I, wanted, I wanted to give back. So I recreated my life in a give-back mode underneath my business. And that has made my business flourish because the bottom line is give back. 
So take what you're passionate about and and create a business that is not only bringing you joy, but filling up another bucket, another stream of income. So it's not dependent on just you working. And those are some of the things that I show people because when you're making this money, if you are placing this money strategically, then when you get to the other part of your life when the life without work, and maybe you're a give backer and you've got something else you're you're doing, but you can have a stream of income you can turn on, and those are the things I've been talking about, those that when you turn on those incomes, it's not dependent on you working. Mm-hmm. It's not dependent on your health. It's not depending on Social Security or the government. So it's empowering that you create streams of income for you with other businesses, with your talents, and with your own money. Yeah, and if you have a job and you feel like you don't have enough money to uh, invest for your future, then having something else that you love to do that brings in some income is going to help you get to that place. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're in the times we're in, it really is most people are going to need that to make it, mm-hmm. <laughs> let alone it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, need exactly. It to survive. Right. And people don't want to work forever. I mean, I know I don't. <laughs> right. Even though I love right. what I do, I don't really want to be doing it when I'm 80. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I have a lot of people that are in their 70s and 80s that are still having to work, having to do yeah. something because the Social Security is not enough. It's not keeping right. up with, like you were saying, the inflation. Well, some people think it'll be deflation. Some people will think inflation. Well, it's already happening. Go to the store. Right. No that dollar, right. It's not buying anything anymore. And it's easy to spend lots of money on all this stuff. So so important to create other streams of income and learn how to take the money you have, if you have any, and and double and triple it for that time when you are in your 60s and you want less work and you want less activity, right? You go click. So that's how I have my retirement set up. I've got annuities to set up when I'm 65, I turn it on. When I have another one at 70, I turn on. And even if I'm still working, which I'm going to work to 100, because I, I love what I do. <laughs> then, but I have these streams of income that get turned on at different ages that are going to fund my long-term care because mm-hmm. I'm not. I want to stay in my own home. I don't want to be in a convalescent home. Unfortunately, it happens to all of us. And my parents were the perfect example of what I need to do to be prepared. So, yeah, well, that's another it. thing that I think people forget is they might say, well. I'm going to work forever. Um, but what if what if something happens, right? What if there's a health exactly. issue? What if you need care? And, you know, if you're exactly. just counting on the fact that you're going to be able to work forever, you know, uh, what yeah. John Lennon said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's so many unforeseen things that and variables that you – if you know, having an estate plan, having all your affairs or in order, give you peace of mind. I call it an estate of mind. Like having your trust, you know, all the paperwork's done, everything's in order. If I have to go to the hospital, I can have my own medical wishes, you know, rather than some doctors. And all of those things are in order. I have, if I can't work, I can turn that stream of income on. It's not dependent on my health. of bankruptcies are for medical expenses. So it's really important to, 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 when you get in your 50s, 60s, 70s, to look at what would happen if I have to go to a nursing home. How am I going to do that? Have a conversation with your partner, your spouse. What happens if something happens? What do we do? It's like like living in California, right, on a fault. You have a plan. Where are you going to evacuate? You have your water in your car. You know, just... Not that I really want to think about it, uh, you know, but you need to have your plan and you need to have your family know about it. It's a hard conversation and people don't want to have it. Like I watched my mom when she was having that cancer and then my dad got sick. This is during that 10-year period. And then she's like, he had to go to the hospital. 
And she was going, well, where's the checkbook and what do I do? Because she was mm. never part of the conversation. So you yeah, want to make that's, sure that all a... partners are hooked up. <laughs> yeah, there there's still people in that generation where, um, you know, the husband took care of all the finances and the and the wife doesn't know where the checkbook is or where the bank accounts are or whether or not they have money invested or any of that. Fortunately, I think exactly. that's changed um, for younger people. But um, but yeah, that, it's a, it's it, an issue. Yeah, I, it, you'd be surprised. Even the younger people don't even know how to have the conversation. I mean, what if you had a catastrophic illness? What do you do? Which money do you? How do you pay for it? You know, so there's there's a lot of, and those are the things that people don't even, you know, you don't even know how to think into that unless you've had family members go through it or you've seen it around you. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, I put all that in that book. But you can't put 25 years in a book, but it gives you a rough idea and then and then customize per, you know, per each person. Right, right. Well, first you have to become aware and then you can nail down the details, right? Right. Exactly. First step. So I have to ask you, uh, because I ask everyone, besides your own book, what one book or resource changed your life that you would recommend to people? Wow. (laughs) That is, that's a good question. Well, you know, I reset a lot. Um, I'm not a really huge, uh, huge reader. Um, but I, I've read, um, when I was really young, I read the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ, which was sort of like a spin on the Bible, and I read a lot of the Bible. But I, I really, really think that um, depending on where people are at, um, you know, that, that's probably... That's a, to me, that's such a, see, you got me there. That's really, I know you, <laughs> I know you asked me that. Um, and I've read a lot of Deepak Chopra, but, you know, I, I, I can't really attribute one book to the, anything that has, that really changed my life per se. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, I'm really, you know, you got me. I can't, I can't really attribute it to one book so much well that's okay because i know that your book is going to change people's lives and so (laughs) let's just recommend that that people go ahead and get that and read it and uh become aware of some of the things that they should be doing to uh, help themselves get in a better financial position now you have some uh, free gifts for people on your website tell us about that I do. Well, here's a real easy one that everybody can do right now, um, right on this call, is just pull out your phone, your cell phone, and text. So text PLAN, P-L-A-N, to the number 38470. And you're going to get your next financial plan checklist. It's like the next chapter checklist. Things that you need to think about, you probably never even thought about. And it's going to help you guide your boat to go in the right direction. So again, plan, P-L-A-N, and text it to the number 38470. And you'll be able to download this next chapter checklist. That's one free gift. And it's really a nice piece. So you'll like that. And the other one, other opportunity I want to offer everybody is a financial fitness strategy session. So I want everyone to acknowledge Kate on this call, and you can set up a 20-minute financial fitness strategy session with me at no charge. I am $500 an hour. That's what I would pay if someone wanted to pay me, right? But I would offer that complimentary. So at least I could share a little guidance and say, you know, go that way or do this and share a few things that I'm talking about right now. And you can either, should I give them the email or do you have a follow-up you'd like me to do, Kate, on that? Um, Just tell people how they can do that, whether it's sending an email to you or registering at your website or however they would get in touch with you. That's that's the best way is to email me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at 
LegacyShifters.com, and you can also call our office, which is 951-926-4158. That's 951-926-4158, or email me. Make sure you reference Kate so I know where you heard heard this show at, and it's... um, Again, Chris, you can also email me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at healthymoneyhappylife.com. Awesome. That's very generous of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. Chris Miller, Legacy Wealth Strategist and the Money Maestro. Thank you, Kate. Appreciate it. Well, I don't know about you, but I found that really enlightening. So many things we don't know that can really affect our quality of life, not just today, but down the road. I hope you'll take Chris up on her generous offer and find out if there's something you should be doing today to protect yourself and your family and ensure your bright financial future. I'll be setting up a resources page on my website, firstclasslifesolutions.com, so you can find all the books my guests recommend, including their own books, all in one place. If you like what you've heard so far, please subscribe or follow this podcast and share it with others. Next week, well, I have no idea what the show will be about or whether I'll have a guest, so we'll all be surprised. I'll let you know on social media or you'll receive a reminder if you do follow the show. I hope you'll join me. Until then, here's to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at ewnpodcastnetwork.com.